This is the Dafyomi Masechta Review, Masechta Baba Kama, tape number six. For subscription information, write us at Dafyomi Tapes, P.O. Box 831, Muncie, New York, 10952, or call 1-888-DAFYOMI. It is dedicated in memory of the Manchester Rosh Hashiva, Harav Siegel, Zechit Tzadik Yivrocha. Amagit is Rabbi Yossi Heber. Masechta Baba Kama, Dafkuf Amid Beis, from the Mishnah. If someone gave wool to a man to dye for him, to put color in it, and he ruined the wool, he must pay for it. He must pay the value of the wool. If he gave him wool to dye red, and he dyed it in black, or vice versa, he gave it to him to dye in black, but he dyed it in red, Rameir says, Shinui kaina. So the wool belongs to the worker, so he must pay back the value of the wool. Rabbi Yehuda says, Shinui loikaina. So the worker only gets a knas. So if the shvach, i.e. the value of the garment, which is worth more because it was dyed, is worth more than the expenses, the owner of the garment must only pay back the worker for the expenses. But for the yitziah, the other expenses, if they were more than the shvach, he must only pay the shvach. And the Gemara says, this poor quality dye is from the bottom of the flask of dye. If a garment was dyed with color from produce, that was arla, i.e. was osir bahanoa, so you must burn the garment, even though there was no substance to this color. Then here we see chazusa milsa, color has chashivas. If dam, blood, from a dead body gets absorbed into the floor of a house, so all kalim already in the house at the time of the death become tame, but kalim brought in later remain tahar. Dafkuf base. One cannot use kedushe shvius for soaking flax, for example, using wine for that. But Rebesi says you can use it, since once it deteriorates from grapes to wine, it loses its Kedushas Shvius. Rebesi says from the Pasuk of Lo'achla, we learn that not only can't you use Kedushas Shvius for food, but you can't use it for medicines either. Rabbi Yisif said, we Paskin like Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, and like Rabbi Yehuda, even though when we normally say, Yachid Virabim Halacha Kirabim. Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha said, the day before a Gaisha holiday, you shouldn't pay back loans to them, since they may be happy because they're getting their money back, and then they may go and worship their Avaydazara as thanks for the money that they just received. The klal is, Machlekes v'yacharkach astam, halacha kistam, i.e. astam mishnah. So it's pashat that in the case here of Tseveah, we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yisif says, All of Seder Nezikin is considered as one big Masechta, not separate Masechtas. Others say really that it's just the Babakava, Babatziya, Babasra that are all considered as one Masechta, but the rest of the Seder is actually separated from that. If Reuven gives money to Shimon to buy wheat so they can share in the profit, but instead he bought barley, or vice versa, he gave money to buy barley, but instead he bought wheat, Rameir says, Shinoi Kaina. So if there's a profit, it all goes to Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda says, Shinoi Eina Kaina. So if there's a profit, Reuven and Shimon share it equally. If one is Makadesh, all of his property, the hektish value is chal, even on his tefillin. But we don't assess value based on the property of his wife and children, since that would threaten Shalom Bayez. And finally, if Ruvain bought a field for himself, but he told the seller he was buying it for someone else, we don't force him to sell it back to Ruvain. Rav Kahana paid $100 to receive flax, and it went up in price. The person who sold it to him went and sold it to someone else and wanted to give the cash, i.e. the $200, to Rav Kahana. So Rav Paskand, that as long as the seller said it's Rav Kahana's flax, then Rav Kahana can take $200. 
If not, he cannot. Because Rav said, one is allowed to give money to receive payrus or flax at today's cheaper price. For example, like buying futures. You buy it today at a certain price to be able to get it at today's lower price. But one cannot give money now for this if later on they'll give you money instead of Paris, because that looks like ribus. The Mishnah. If someone stole from his friend something worth a Shavapruta, and he swore that he didn't steal it, and then admitted that he swore falsely, he's chayev to bring a Karban Asha, pay back the Karen, and add on a Chaymish, add on one-fifth. To receive a Kapara, he must return the stolen object to the Nigzal, even if it means traveling all the way to Madai. But if he wants, he can give it to a shliach bezdin to deliver it to Madai. If the nigzal dies, he must pay back the yarshim. If the gazlin paid the karen and then swore falsely on the chaymish and was then maida that he lied, he must pay a chaymish on the chaymish. Gemara. Reuven stole from one of five people but doesn't know who he stole from. And all five people said, he stole from me. The other one said he stole from me. The other one said he stole from me. And of course that's impossible because he couldn't have stolen from all five people. Reptarfin put the money down in front of them and said, leave, put the money in front of them and let them settle it between themselves. Rabbi Akiva says, this isn't a way to exit the Avera. Rather, you must pay back all five people. Rabbi Tzaddik made a takana that if the Nigzal lives far away and it'll cost a lot of money to travel there, you can give the money to a Shliach Bezdin to deliver it. When a story is introduced by the words Umaysa Bechassid Echad, it's either referring to Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava or Rabbi Yehuda Bereb Eloi. Ruvain appoints a shliach to pick up Ruvain's money, which is being watched by Shimon. And Adam saw this. When Shimon gives the money to the shliach, do we say the money is no longer in his rishus, i.e. if it gets lost, Shimon isn't responsible? Or do we not say this? Rav Chizda says, the shlichus is good, so now the money is back in the rishus of Ruvain, via the shliach. Rabbi says, no. The case is similar to what we learned in Baba Metziah, in Hashayel Asapara. If Ruvain lent an axe via Shliach, when does the responsibility pass over to the Shail? When it was sent or when it was received? The Gemara says the din of having to return money to the Nigzal via traveling to a city is only on the Karen, not on the Chaymish. From here we see the Chaymish is a Chiyav Maman, not a Chiyav Knas. So if the Gazlan died, the Yarshim must pay the Chaymish. There was no Chiyav for the Ganav to travel to the Nigzal if the article is worth less than a Pruta but that's only if the item isn't around anymore. Others say, even if it's here. If there is a mace in a house and a hole in the ceiling, so the tuma can go up to the attic. But if you stopped up the hole with a barrel, the tuma cannot go into the attic. But if half, only half, of this hole was stopped up, the tuma can still get through. If a person has an axe in front of him and says to his friend, Hey, look, here it is, here's your axe, that's not considered a kviras moment. We only assume kvira if the axe isn't around. There's a machlekes if there's only an eid echad, if the possibility of karban shvua exists at all. If a shamer denies he has a pikadin, and then Adam came to refute his taina, so from the time of his kvira, he has the din of a gazlin, and if an einis occurs, he's chayef, even if he was designated only as a shamer chinam. And finally, midaraisa, you can only make a shvua to prevent people from taking money away from you. There's also certain shvuas to take money away from someone else. If a person swore five times that he doesn't owe money, and we find out he was lying, he's chayev for each shvua a chaymish as well as an asham. If someone was a shamer and he claimed the item was stolen, 
Adam came and said he was lying. So if he was made before the Adam came, he's chayev for Karen, Chemish, and Asham. But if he was made after the Adam came, then he pays Kefil and Asham. If a Shemer is Tayan Tainus Ganev, he must pay Kefil or Dalad Vehe if we found out he was lying. If a child was found in the stomach of a mother cow, which is called a Ben Pakua, it does not need Shrita. Rameir holds a Ben Pakua does need Shrita. If a person is Tayan Tainus Ganev, he must pay Kefil. The Pasuk says, I'll call Aveda. Kol comes to include Tayan Tainus Ganev. And from Kiyitain Ish, we learn that only a Gadol can force a Shvua. But by a cotton, there's no Shvua and no Kefil. The Ramban says that the Torah patters one from swearing to a cotton in all cases, not just here. Dafkup Zayin. Rabchia Barava says when a Shemer claims an item was stolen, he's only Chayav a Shvua if he was Maida the Miktsas. So if Kaifer Bakal and he denies everything, he's not Chayav a Shvua. He's only Chayav if he agreed to part of it, but the other party left open. We learn this from the Pasuk of Kihuza. But Rabchia by Yosef argues and says Kihuza only applies to a halva, to a loan, but there's a Chi of Shvua only if he was made of a mikdash. But by Shmira, something wa- somebody's watching an item and therefore then it got lost, one is Chayav to swear and pay Kefil even if he was Kaifer Bakal. And the Pasuk of Kihuza, Shmais Chof Gimel, only applies to a halva where the halach of made of a would apply. Because why is this true? Because ain adam meis panav bifnei bal a person wouldn't have the chutzpah to deny the loan completely, therefore he only denies half. So that's the logic in terms of a shvua by made of a mixtus between these two cases. Since he wouldn't lie completely, if he is kaifer bakal, we're not machayav a shvua. But by pikadin, by a shamer, one would lie and would be kaifer bakal. That's why a shvua is needed even by kaifer bakal. Al Adaf brings a machlekes here between Rashi and Taisus. Rashi explains the reason for the distinction between a shamer and a leva is because chazaka ain't amaze That's based on the assumption that since the malva did the leva the favor of lending him the money, he wouldn't have the chutzpah to falsely deny the loan completely in front of him. However, there is no chazaka dictating that a shamer would not falsely deny his responsibility to pay for the item he was guarding, since a shamer did not receive any favor from the mafkit. On the contrary, he's the one doing the courtesy by guarding the mafkit's item for him. Taisvis cites the opinion of the Riva, who disagrees with Rashi, and explains that the distinction between a Shemer and a Leva is not based on the fact that a Shemer is not beholden to the Mafkit. The Riva says, rather, that the Chazaka Ein Ode Meiz Panav B'vnei Balchayve dictates that any defendant would not have the audacity to falsely deny the plaintiff's claim to his face, knowing that the plaintiff is aware of his lie. However, a Shemer will not hesitate to lie to the Mafkit about a purported accident, since the mafkit has no first-hand knowledge if and how the item ever got lost in the first place. The Gemara says, Rabchia bar Yosef says, Tayin Tainis Ganev is only Chayef Kefil if he used the article before his Shavuah. If he never used it, however, he's Pater. Since the Pasuk says, V'nikra Habayis El Ha'elikim. Reb Nachman says, When a Shemachinim claims the item was stolen, he must make three Shavuahs. One, he wasn't negligent. Two, he didn't use the item. And three, it's not in his Rishus. When someone is chayev for kefel due to tayin tainis ganev, there's no chayev at that point of chaymish. If a person twice claimed tayin tainis ganev and swore twice, he's chayev to pay kefel twice. If Reuben gave something to Shimon to watch, i.e. a shaymachinim, and Shimon swore it was stolen, so he's putter mitashlumen, but Shimon decided to pay for it anyways, and then we discovered the ganev, so the ganev must pay kefel. But to who? 
Abaya says he has to pay to the owner, to the Balhapi Kodin. Rava says he pays to the Shemer. Since he was nice enough to pay for the item, the Balhapi Kodin is Meichel the Kefal. Mishnah. If a person says to a Shemer, where's my security? The Shemer says it was lost. So the man says swear, and the Shemer swears. Then witnesses say the Shemer ate the Pikodin. He ate it. So he must pay Karen. If he's made it himself, he must also pay a Chemish and bring an Asham. If the Shemer says it was stolen, and Adam said he lied, the Shemer must pay Kefal. If he was Maida Ba'atzmai, he must pay Karen, Chemish, and Asham. If a man stole from his father, and swore falsely, and then the father died, and the son is Maida, he pays up the money to his brothers, since they're the Yarshim. Rashi explains that although the Gazlan himself is one of his father's Yarshim, nevertheless he cannot keep it himself, but he rather must return the stolen article to some other Yarish in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Ashava Saveda, returning items which were stolen. Tafkuftas. The Gemara. If a person stole from his father and there are no other Yarshim, he should still return it, but to its staka, so that he can be Mekayim the mitzvah of Hashava. The Gemara says a Gazlan cannot be Meichel to himself, and it is explained very nicely in Al Hadaf. If a Gazlan dies and does not leave any Yarshim, the Tyra says that the Gazlan must return the stolen article to the Kohanim serving in the Beis Hamikdash. The Gemara explains that the Tyra is referring to a Nigzal who is a Ger, a convert, and he therefore has no Jewish relatives. But an ordinary Jew always has Yarshim. If not close relatives, he has at least distant relatives. Based on the principle of Ger, Shinisgayer, Kikotten, Shinailodami, a convert is compared to a newborn child, even if the Ger's relatives also convert, they nevertheless are not halachically considered to be related to him, because at the time of the conversion, a ger halachically severs all family ties to his Gaisha family. The Gemara says, however, that before giving the stolen article to the Kohanim, the Gazlin must ascertain that the ger was not survived by any, Jew- by any Jewish children born to him after his conversion, because such children, understandably, are his legal heirs and are entitled to inherit from him. The Gemara continues, in a case where the Nigzal was a ger cotton, convert who was a cotton, there was no need to search for possible relatives, because as a cotton, he could not have possibly left any children of his own, and therefore we can be certain that he has not survived, he wasn't survived by any legal Yarshim. Taisus, however, is puzzled by the case of Ger Cotton. He cites a Gemara in Baba Metziah, Dafyud Bey Zamedalaf, which states that a cotton lacks the power to effect a legal acquisition. He also cites the Gemara in Kedushin, Dafyud Zayin Amid Bey's, that says that a Ger is not halachically entitled to inherit from his Gaisha father, Minatara. Consequently, Taisus wonders, how can a Ger Cotton possibly be a Nigzal, a robbery victim, inasmuch a Cotton cannot own anything Minatara? As a Cotton, he lacks the power to be kind of something on his own. And as a Ger, neither is it possible that he inherited from his father. Taisus in Sanhedrin, Dafsama Chesamid Beis, answers that though a Ger Cotton does not inherit his Gaisha father, a guy does inherit his Gaisha father. Therefore, it is possible that Agar Cotton inherited his Gaisha father before his conversion. The Rajba, however, answers differently. He explains that Agar Cotton does not necessarily mean that the child himself converted, but rather could be referring to a child born to Agar. Since he was conceived after his father's conversion, his relationship to his father is the same as any ordinary Jew, and he therefore is entitled to inherit his father. Therefore, such Agar Cotton can conceivably own something of his own by inheriting it from his father. We say not only does this halacha of gezel hager apply if the item is stolen from a man, but it also applies to a woman who was stolen from. 
When we say that the money is returned to Kohanim, it is given to the Kohanim that are working the shift that week in the base of Migdash. The Gemara asks, how do we know that a Kayan can come at any time he wants and bring a carbon, even if his shift isn't on duty that week? Where answers in the Pasig in Devarim Yudchas, Uba Bechal Ois, and he can keep the skins as well. If a Kayan of a weekly shift was Tame, but he needed to bring a carbon Sibor, which is Daicha Tuma, he can do the Avaida, but he cannot eat the meat. If the Kayan is an Ainin, Ainin meaning it was the day of his family, someone in his family died, he can do the Avaida, but he also can't eat from the carbon. Mishnah. If someone stole from a Ger and he swore, then the Ger died, and then this person was Maida, he pays the Karen and the Chaimish to the Kohanim of the Mishmar, and he must bring a carbon Asham. Gemara. Normally, Kohanim are not allowed to trade their portion of Karbanis with other Karbanis, or with other Kohanim. This includes Gezel Hager, which also cannot be traded. I. what about the weekly shift who receives the Gezel Hager? Is it like a Matana, or is it like a Yerusha? Nachgamina would be if it was Chametz Sha'avar Alav HaPesach. There were 24 gifts given to Aaron and the Kohanim, and we derive these from numerous Klalopratu Klal, from the Torah. These are the gifts. Ten can only be eaten in the Beis HaMikdash. Four can only be eaten in Yerushalayim. Ten can be eaten outside of Yerushalayim, including Pidyan Haben, Pidyan Petach Hamor, Chala, and Truma. It's better to be married and have companionship, even with someone who isn't ideal, rather than to sit alone and not be married. This is brought in context with the Gemara here, which says that if a man dies without children, his wife is a Yavama, and the mitzvah of Yibam obligates her to marry her husband's brother, which is called the Yavam. If the Yavam refuses to marry her, he must perform Chalitza with her to release her and permit her to marry other people, i.e. Yavama to marry Lishuk, that's what we call it. The Gemara suggests that in the event that the Yavam is a particularly repulsive individual, Mukas Shechin, the Yavama should be able to marry Lishuk even without Yibam or Chalitza. The Gemara says that she should be entitled to be mavatal her original marriage on the grounds that it was a mekach tois. For had she known that she would eventually be obligated to marry her husband's brother, the Mukas Shechin, she never initially would have agreed to marry the first brother. Once her original marriage is cancelled, she is no longer Yevama, and she therefore does not require Yibam or Chalitza. The Gemara, however, concludes that since as a rule women have a strong desire for marriage and companionship, Tabla Mesav, Tanduma Lamesav Armala, the assumption is that even if a woman was aware of the possibility that her marriage could eventually result in her falling to a mukashchin for yibam, she nevertheless would be willing to take a chance and would consent to the marriage anyway. Tablamesef, tandu, melamesef, armala. The kesef, the karen, is given to the kohanim before the carbon is brought, as we see from the pasuk, milvad el hakipurim. How do we know nothing should precede the bringing of the tamid shal shachar in the morning? More answers, since the Pasuk says, V'arach aleha ha'ayla. And finally, if a person had hanah from hektish b'shaygi, he's chayev to pay karen chaymish v'asham. And if he didn't do all three, then he has no kapara. This marks the end of this parak. Now let's begin the final parak of Obakama, parak ha'gaizel u'machil. The Mishnah. If a person stole food and fed it to his children, or he died and left it as a Yerusha, the children don't have to pay it back. But if it's a dover, shiyeshbahan, achrayis, then they must pay back. Gemara. If someone stole something, but the owner hasn't been miyayish yet, and someone else came and ate it, so the bailam can come and claim for either Ruven or from Shimon, as long as the owner was miyayish, it's still in his rishus. 
but after Yish, it comes out of his Rishus. Rami Bar says, the Rishus of the Yerush, i.e. the kids, is like the Rishus of the Lekech, i.e. he bought it, since Yish and Shin Rishus is Kaina. Rava says, Rishus Yerush lav Kirshus Lekech Dami. Rava said, when I die, Rab Aishia will come out to greet me, because I learnt up the Mishnayasin like him. If a father died and left to the Yarshim money he had collected as ribbis, the children can still keep it, since they weren't the ones who took the ribbis. You would expect that they shouldn't be able to because it's ribbis money. They can still keep it anyway because they weren't the ones that took it. The Isser is only to take ribbis or to give ribbis. It doesn't involve Yarshim. The Ritva in Kedushin Davvavam and Beis, as is brought in Kuntras al-Hadaf, asserts that if a man gives a woman ribbis money for Kedushin, the Kedushin does take effect. Even though Kedushin can only take effect if the man uses his own money, Kedushin performed with stolen money or goods is invalid. Nevertheless, the Ritva maintains that Ribis money is considered his own money, since it was willingly conveyed to him by Valeva. The fact that it was collected illegally and must be returned does not mean, say the Ritva, that the money is not his while he still has it. The Machnefrayim in Hilchas Malv Valeva Dine Ribis Simen Beis, in light of our Gemara, finds difficulty with the Ritva's assertion. He asks that Rami Bar Chama in our Gemara indicates, as Taisus points out, that ribis money is just like stolen money, does not halakhically belong to the Malva, unless he acquires it with a shine, or yish and shine rishus. If the father borrowed an axe and then died, the children can continue to use it for the term of the borrow. In other words, if there's another three months left in the term, they can use it for that long. And if the axe died by Inus, they're not chayev since they didn't borrow it. If they shechted it, not knowing it was barred, they must pay back two-thirds. If Ruvain stole an axe and then shechted it on Shabbos, we don't say, since he was already chayev for the Geneva before the Easter Shabbos came in. For example, he stole on Friday and he shechted on Shabbos. Normally we would say, because once he's chayev misa for doing the shechita, he's putter on the mammon for stealing. But since he stole on Friday, he's now chayev mammonis for the mammonis for the stealing on Friday. Now on Shabbos, it's a whole separate parsha, and he's chay of Misa for the Shemitah on Shabbos, but it's a whole separate parsha because one happened on Friday and one happened on Shabbos. Therefore, he's chay for both. If a child took possession of a field, we take it away from him now, and when he becomes a gadol, he can bring Adim to prove it was really his. Normally, we need to have Adim testify in front of the Baldin, but if the Adim are about to leave town or are about to die, and we can't locate the Baldin, they can come and testify even Shalibifnei Baldin. In terms of authenticating signatures on a shtar, it's a machlekes if you can do that shalei bifnei baldin. But the halacha is, mekaimen es hashtar shalei bifnei baldin. When we send a shliach from Bezdin to summon someone to a dintara, and he says the guy refused to come, we put the guy in cherem for not coming to Bezdin. We invite a person to come to Bezdin up to three times. For example, Adam go and invite him to come on Monday. If he doesn't come, they go again to invite him to come on Thursday. If again he doesn't come, they invite him to come on the following Monday. If he still doesn't come, we then put him in Cherem. And we don't invite people to Bezdin in Tishrei and Nisan, or Erev Shabbos and Erev Yantav, since they're very busy. And if they come to a shear within the 30 days before Yantav, in other words, they're busy preparing for Yantav because they go to a shear, uh, we don't invite them either because they're busy with that shear. The Mishnah. A person shouldn't change money by a tax collector because we're afraid the money that the tax collector has is stolen money. Gemara. But you can give him money and take change. For example, you can give him a dollar and get back 50 cents. 
how can he, this particular person, this money changer, steal money? We know the halacha. We know that the facts are dina de malchusadina. The edict of the malchus has validity. Therefore, that will protect people from people stealing from them. So, how is it possible that can happen? My answer is: This was an illegal tax collector who used to go around taking money from people, even though he wasn't entitled to do so. If a person was trying to evade the tax collector, he is still not allowed to wear something which is shotness, even if it's on top of ten other pieces of clothing which are not shotness. The rush explains that the tax collection was only levied on clothing which was carried into a city, not on clothing that a person was wearing. So if a person wore four or five shirts, he wouldn't have to pay tax on it. Rabbi Akiva says a person is allowed to wear shotness for this purpose. Rabbi Shimon Hasidah said you cannot steal from a guy, but you can keep his article which you borrowed. And if you find a lost article of a guy, you don't have to return it, since it says, Vedas A guy is not achicha, a guy is not your brother. Therefore, you're not mochiv to return a borrowed item or a lost item to him. But if there's a chash of chil Hashem, then you must return it anyways. Shmuel says, if a guy makes a mistake and gives you too much money or charges you too little, you're not mochiv to tell him, as we see from numerous mices regarding the Amoraim here in our Gemara. Of course, if a person can return an item and make a kiddush Hashem, then it's probably worth doing that. Shmuel says, we hold dina damalchusa dina, the laws of the government have validity. Rava said, he can prove this since they, the government, chop down our trees and build bridges and we use them. Gayim, who rent out their animals for the purpose of field fertilization, within the trum of the city, you're not allowed to use them because sometimes these animals got mixed up with people's private animals. So you may be taking someone else's private animal for your usage. But chutz it's okay, since we can assume that they belong to the guy. If a Jew knows testimony for a guy, and they didn't ask him to come and testify on behalf of the guy, but he did it on his own, and this testimony was against another Jew, we put him in cherem. If you're dealing with a chashev a person, sometimes they'll treat him as if he's as chashev as two edim, even though he's only one person. If a person is about to sell property, he should give the first rights of purchase to his neighbors. I, what if a Jew sold property to a guy and didn't give the Jewish neighbor first rights of purchase? We put him in cherem. The Shulchan Aruch in Cheshen Mishpat, Simen Kuf Ayin He, brings the rush, who allows the sale of something to a guy if he didn't receive anything better in terms of offers from another Jew. However, the tour brings down Ga'inim, numerous Ga'inim, who hold that selling property to a guy is prohibited under any circumstances. The Mishnah. If a tax collector took away Ruvain's donkey and gave him a different one, or robbers took away a man's garment and replaced it with something else, anyone who ends up with this item can keep it, since the original owner was Miyayish, and Yush and Shini Rishus is Kaina. If a person rescues property, he can keep it if we know the original owner was Miyayish. Gemara. Rebbe holds like Reb Shimon that Yish works by both a Ganev and a Gazlan. Ravashi says, We don't believe someone who says Edus Messiah Lefitumai. This is Edus which was said sort of in the course of conversation, off the cuff, and was not solicited. The only time we believe Edus Messiah Lefitumai is in Edus Isha, when we're dealing with a woman who lost a husband potentially, and we need to know whether he died or not. So we say Mishumi Guna Hikilu Be'Rabanan. And Eid Echad or Messiah Lefitumai is believed in that circumstance because we don't want her to remain an Aguna for the rest of her life. The Gemara says, Gufa, Rabbi Eimer, Eimer Ani, Ganav Kigazlan. Many places in Shas where it's brought, Rabbi Eimer, Eimer Ani. What does he mean, Eimer Ani? Where does that Lushan come from? Basif Engel explains that that means he's saying it in terms of his own personal opinion. Because if Rabbi, who is the Nasi, says it, being the Nasi, then no one can really argue with him. 
So therefore, here he's saying in his humbleness, Imrani, this is just my personal opinion, and this is what I believe, and I'm not saying it, but Tairas Nasi. And finally, the Gemara says, today, Truma is only Mirabanan, so we can also allow Edus on this, Messiah Lufi Tumai, as we see from the story brought in the Gemara, of Rabbi Yechanan Eichel Chalas.